Aloha. I am just thrilled to have here in the studio two beautiful people. And we're going to be doing Facebook Live with Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis. I am just um, very, very thankful to our friends at Maui Yoga Shala uh, because they actually were able to connect me with both Gary and Linda because they're doing a lovely workshop this weekend. Gary Zukoff, you know, and Linda Francis, you know, if you watch Oprah. Um, <laughs> yes, because Gary has been on uh, Oprah's show over 30 times, and she credits you, Gary, with having completely changed her life and to for her to find her intention, right? And, and intention's a big word she uses, and you kind of explained to her so beautifully. And you and Linda um, connected in <laughs> Mount Shasta. We did. We did. And changed each other's lives in a way that's now changing other people's mm. lives in a beautiful way. You uh, found the soul in an interesting path and a trajectory that um, really was able to somehow not only set you in the right course, but set the world in the right course, Gary. And I have to say... Um, that connection to the soul is probably the biggest and most important thing I think anyone can do yes. um, if they can put it to work in their life, right? That's a big right. Mm -hmm. That's why we give events. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because when I first connected with the soul, I got hooked up with bliss. <laughs> and I have to say, oh, my gosh, it is so blissful. And and I had to really I, – I got into Zen after a while because then I found out – that that the bliss is wonderful and what you get is beautiful, mm. but unless you can put it to work in your life, then a lot of that doesn't mean anything. So when you did the Seed of the Soul, what was the inspiration? What, was, what kicked you into that territory, Gary? Well, it wasn't a kick. It was um, cereal. And, uh, it was a cereal. <laughs> and it, it was a cereal kick, one after the other, oh, after, the other after the other, after the other, after the other. I like that. I think that the first book that I wrote was called *A Dancing Wooly Masters*, an mm -hmm. overview of the new physics. And I had never written a book before, and I never studied science, much less physics. But I got invited to a meeting of physicists at the Lawrence Berkeley La Laboratory, and I. I, I was fascinated by what they were discussing. They were asking themselves, are we creating the reality that we're experimenting with? Oh, okay, let's stop uh, and pause on that. Let's, yes. let's just do a little pondering on that because that's a good lifetime question, right? <laughs> yes. It is. Uh, are we creating the reality that, that we are experimenting with? And this was not a co coffee shop conversation in North Beach, San Francisco. This was a group of world-class physicists at the Lawrence Berkeley Laboratory. Wow. And wow. that caught my attention, excited me tremendously. And the short of it is I decided to write a book about what I was going to learn over the next six months or a year of uh, as I tried to understand what they were saying and what they were asking. I did. They helped me. The book is called The Dancing Wooly Masters. And in the process of writing this book, I really discovered non-physical reality in a way that I had never touched it before, or that it had never touched me. I began by making an outline for each chapter. 
and I would soon leave the outline behind because the energy went somewhere else. So I'd always follow the energy. Uh-huh. And after six months, I discovered that these chapters were fitting together just like I had designed it. But I didn't design it. So who designed it? And that's when I began to realize that this book about physics, of all things, was more comprehensive than I was. It was uh, more intelligent than I was. And it was a lot funnier <laughs> than I was. So it, this energy that was directing you, you soon became very, very aware that it, that energy was a really great force to be connected with, right? Yes, but I, directing is not quite the right word. In my experience, the universe doesn't work that way. It doesn't say, do this, mm. do that. It's a matter of feeling. I, got, mm. I would try to follow the outline, and it felt flat and dull. Uh-huh. And I'd follow the energy, and suddenly I was cooking with gas again. And that's what I've tried to do ever since, is follow the energy consciously. So I decided that I was going to live my life the way this book was being written, which was consciously, mm. joyfully, and spontaneously, and intelligently. And I've come a little ways down that path. Yes, you have. You've come a <laughs> long ways down that path. So this is an answer to your question. How did all this happen? You know, I knew about non-physical reality because my grandmother came to tell me not to speak during her funeral. She didn't want my laughing at something that I thought was amusing. And she jerked my hand down and told me, shh, stop that. But I didn't think of it in terms of non-physical reality. It's uh-huh. just Grandma telling me not to laugh at her funeral. But you were able to listen. How could I not? She jerked my hand out. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it came to writing the book, the first book, then it was that wonderful feeling of following the energy, following mm. meaning, following mm. purpose. And that's what I suggest that people do in their lives, by the way. Follow the meaning. If your life is meaningless, then you're going in a direction opposite from what your soul wants to, to mm-hmm. go, where you, it wants to go. Uh, and it's a sort of, is this all there is kind of experience, or like pushing a, a myth of Sisyphus where you push a boulder uphill mm-hmm. and it always slips away and f- runs down the hill. And when you're following the energy that your soul wants to follow, mm-hmm. you've got a feeling, and I get a feeling, of meaning, excitement. I know that I'm doing what I was born to be doing, I know that this is good. I know that this is my way of giving to the world, and it feels so good. It does. And that's how I suggest (laughs) that people live their lives. That's what our workshop is about. Well, and I do want to mention that. Thank you, that uh, both you, Linda, and Gary will be talking uh, tomorrow night from, that's February 10th, from 6 to 8 at the beautiful Mockawell Union Church. Have you ever been there before? It's a beautiful church. Oh, yes, we have. Isn't it lovely? Absolutely, lovely. Yes. Yeah, and that's uh, tomorrow night, 6 to 8 for 55. And then a beautiful workshop on Sunday, courtesy of the wonderful people at Maui Yoga Shala, 381 Baldwin Avenue, Paia. And they're going to do spiritual mm-hmm. partnership, experimenting with life together. I like that term, experimenting, because once again, going back to what you just said, that we get that, that experimenting term with life together. And, and this is a, a fascinating experiment because... And when you follow that path that you were just talking about so beautifully, Gary, um, it's one thing to follow 
that and listen to that and be attuned to that. I meditate every morning to try to connect with my soul. Most times do. Sometimes I have to sit a lot longer than <laughs> I thought I would because there's all this other stuff going on. But when you're doing that and trying to do that as partners together and relate as partners, it's a whole different story. So do you two meditate together? Do you get a chance? Do you do even you do meditate together? Oh, absolutely we do. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and also... Um, spiritual partnership we are talking about that it's true in the workshop but we're not talking about just couples we're talking about that anyone can be your spiritual partner mm-hmm. anyone who wants to if you want to support someone in their growth and mm-hmm. they want to support you in your growth anyone our granddaughters are our spiritual partners we have many spiritual partners yes. besides gary and i uh as spiritual partners so but there's a little bit different guidelines for a spiritual partnership than there would be in a yes a physical marriage partnership. I do notice that you don't take on the name Zukov, Linda. I, I don't. Um, and actually, I, I feel like our main, even though we are married, that's true. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing about our relationship is that we're spiritual partners. Mm-hmm. And our intention is to, um, a, a spiritual partnership is a partnership between equals for the purpose of spiritual growth. So our my purpose is to grow spiritually and support my beloved in growing spiritually mm-hmm. and anyone else who is my spiritual partner. So it means it means um, saying the things that are most loving to each other, but it also means noticing what – if I'm saying something in fear, I, I tell my spiritual partners, let me know because I do not want to do that. I don't want to unconsciously speak or act or intend anything in fear. So my spiritual partners get to support me. And, and I support them. So it's, it's really quite a different kind of a dynamic and uh, very exciting. Well, I think this is kind of describing, and you got some big thumbs up on that, uh, a, higher, a higher relationship, a higher love, and what we will be seeing and are seeing on the kind of changes that are going on. We're having so many changes. I've seen this revolution, because um, I've been a woman in broadcasting all my life, and yes. I've been seeing... Um, a lot of changes needing to become. We've seen this accelerated, and I know that you, Gary, talk about how we relate in an accelerated and the changing world that we're going to be living in. And it sounds to me like this spiritual, a higher partnership is going to work very well for everyone in, in where we're going, right? Indeed. Indeed. It's it's actually the new kind of um, of relationship that's going to it's that's how we evolve by being spiritual partners with each other not by being friends and agreeing with each other or um or pushing people away but actually how do we how do we co-create together how do we you know say things in integrity with each other be, to support each other mm-hmm. so it's very it's quite different than the way i was brought up anyway the way i thought i was supposed to be in a relationship with a man or a relationship with a friend mm. so it's it's really an exciting time to see that there are new ways of evolving and that new way of evolving is to create authentic power mm. that means aligning our personality with our soul and having relationships with people that are really authentic and loving and support so it. I assume you two have a lot of soul-to-soul conversations. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. The only time we don't is when I have a fear-based part of my personality active, or Linda does. Mm-hmm. And a fear-based part of my personality is really this, pretty much the same as the fear-based parts of your personality or anyone who's watching us or listening to us. These are the parts of your personality that you experience as anger, jealousy, humiliation, resentment, 
the need to please, uh, superiority and entitlement. And these are painful to experience. Mm -hmm. And when I act on them, I create painful consequences for myself. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll suggest, in fact, strongly recommend that you consider the possibility that when you act on them, you create painful consequences for yourself. In the East, that's called karma. And when Linda's in a frightened part of her personality, same thing, it stops soul-to-soul -soul communication. I can communicate soul-to-soul, -soul, but we can't with each other if either one of us is in fear. So creating authentic power requires recognizing when one of these parts is active in your personality and not acting on it. In other words, challenging it. Not going to war with it, not making it something evil or wrong, but just simply recognizing that this is a part of your personality that has created painful consequences in your life for as long as you can remember and maybe longer. Mm -hmm. And this is a way of, this is not a way, this is the process of uh, drawing a line in the sand. That's a perfect metaphor for Maui because there's a lot of good sand <laughs> Yes, there you. is indeed. You put your toe in the sand and you draw the line. You say on that side of the line, the other side is anger or my jealousy mm. or a sexual addiction. Does this kind of or the fall under the ego, the word ego? Is this, does this uh, relate to that? Some people would, might, might say that, but I think that we can use a vocabulary that's more accurate mm -hmm. and say that every personality has loving parts. Mm. For example, that we consider, that we experience as gratitude, appreciation, caring, patience, awe of the universe as well as frightened parts or fear-based parts. Mm -hmm. So creating authentic power requires becoming conscious of all of them, mm. all of them. And becoming conscious means experiencing them emotionally. Mm. And that means in terms of physical sensations in your body. This is emotional awareness. This is one of the tools that we teach, and we'll teach, we'll, we'll cover some of this in the workshop. Indeed. And, and it's, it's so important because this is where you get to walk your talk. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 you know, we can all uh, aim for these beautiful high goals that we have. Yeah. But unless you can really live it, you're, you may not be happy. You um, won't be. You, thank you. <laughs> you won't be happy. Thank you, Gary. Well, and, and, and I, it's I interesting. You won't be joyous. Oh, you, won't okay. be, you won't feel joy. Sometimes mm -hmm. frightened parts get happy when they get what they want. Like if they get the partner they want, they're uh -huh. happy. Yes. Or if they get, you know, get whatever they want, they're happy for a while. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about really allowing yourself to feel joy by challenging parts of your personality that keep you from that. That's you, what we're talking about. You know, we, there's so many people that have been seeking enlightenment for so long, especially since a lot of your work and people discovered the soul and, and, and yeah. practiced together. And even... I don't think a lot of people have thought about what happens after enlightenment and how you put to work. What you find, there, there is, I don't think there's an easy end or any end in sight that I think, thank God, to this path. <laughs> so my question would be, you've been on this path a long time. You've been on this path a very long time. And the more you get, you would think it'd be the easier it gets. But does the, is it exponential? You've studied this, you know, whole new reality. Are your lessons getting equally as difficult as you get equally more enlightened? We're in the midst of an unprecedented transformation 
in human consciousness. It didn't exist when the Buddha did, when Christ did. It didn't exist when the intelligences that created Krishna did. Well, those are universal. But the, the point is, in the last 30 or so years, hundreds of millions of people are experiencing a new consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's very different from the dying consciousness. The dying consciousness sees power as the ability to manipulate and to control. Mm-hmm. The new consciousness sees power as the alignment of the personality with the soul. Mm-hmm. The dying consciousness says, what is soul? It's something you learn about in a church. The new consciousness says, oh no, soul is the most noble, healthy, grounded part of who you are. And the old consciousness says, no, I was born, I didn't exist before then, and then I'm going to die, and that's the end of it. And the new consciousness says, not the way I say it, your soul existed before you were born, and it will continue to exist after you die. And this is a big change to consider, because that means... If you really consider it, it means looking at the possibility that neither responsibility nor consciousness end at death, the death of your personality. All of this is the new consciousness, and within a few generations, all of us will have it. This is the new territory that we're in, and it's in this new territory, in this emerging consciousness, that authentic power as alignment of personality with soul makes sense and is understandable. And this is the last thing that I want to say about this right now. Authentic power is not a gift like the new consciousness. Mm. The new consciousness is happening. You don't have to make it happen, although you can develop it and use it. When you say the new consciousness, you mean Multi- uh, multi-sensory perception? Thank you, beloved. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in other words, we're aware of more than just that we're bodies and minds. We're aware that the five senses isn't the only thing that there is. And um, so that's a gift from the universe. There have always been people in history that have had that, like you said, the Christ, Buddha, others who have had many, many that we don't even know, mm-hmm. have been aware of some, that. Some shamans, some kahunas. Yes, absolutely. Many, many, many teachers. Yes, many teachers. Many teachers, many masters. Absolutely. But I I wanted to... But many of the teachers and masters didn't follow the daily path of living a daily life that you do, we do, and we're trying to live... That's part of the new consciousness. And and that's what Gary said, that the work now, Mm -hmm. our way of evolving now is Mm -hmm. to create authentic power. Mm -hmm. So that means not only... Um, am I teaching or not only does an artist do their beautiful work or not only does someone do certain things that they do really well but their whole life is about living consciously about living a life of love rather than Mm -hmm. fear Mm -hmm. and so that's what's so beautiful and I want to answer your question because Mm -hmm. I feel that for me as I've been working on myself when I realized oh all the work that I need to do is inner work I need to change myself instead of trying to change everyone else because that was what my path was until I read The Seat of the Soul, actually. When I read The Seat of the Soul in 89, I went, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I need to change myself, and I didn't even know how to do that. So I just started practicing and practicing and practicing what I thought. you know. And then the universe connected me with Gary a few years later, and, um, and I didn't know why that happened either. But as I began to practice and practice with Gary also, then I realized that 
I have a lot of work to do, a lot of work on myself to find all of the the fear-based parts of my personality mm -hmm. and all the loving parts mm -hmm. and to cultivate the loving parts that are already aligned with my soul and to um, and, and then to challenge, in other words, not act on the fear-based parts. And so that's what, that's my work, that's my practice, that's what I've been doing. And does it get easier? Well, yes, it gets easier because I know that it's okay if, if I'm working on it until I breathe my last breath it's okay because I know that is my path that is what I want to do and I'm committed to doing that so yes I still have fear based parts come up and I have but a lot more often I'm able to catch them really quick or my or Gary helps me or other spiritual partners and it changes everything you, you know because you both know each other's fear based parts probably pretty well by now right pretty well yes we do pretty well but but I, I, who can know another person's heart, really? You it's always could know, don't you think? I Don't you think you really know each other's heart? I think it seems I like think, you do. I, I think, you know, in, in Lakota, we learned this from our Sioux uncle, uh, an, an old man calls his partner Wichacha, which means the greatest woman in the world. Uh. And his partner calls him Winucha, Winucha, which means Winucha. the greatest man in the world. Oh. So yes, um, what I've come to know more and more is Linda's courage, the depth of her heart, her compassion, her ability to relate to people and her love of relating to oh. people, as well as some frightened parts of her personality. Mm -hmm. And I want to suggest, I keep saying that because I want to say to everyone, so I won't have to keep saying I suggest <laughs> or we suggest. We ask you not to believe anything that we're saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a window through which we've come to see life, and we offer this window to you. So if you resonate with anything, try it on that we say. Mm -hmm. Try it on for size, and if not, throw it out. And more than that, we suggest you don't believe anything that anybody tells you just yes. because right. they read a book or you hear it on TV Thank or the radio. You. But you try it on for yourself. Becoming a real teacher points you to the inner teacher, and the inner teacher points you to find other teachers in yes. each other and in life. And I really suggest that people also have more time to try it on by attending tomorrow, uh, <laughs> 6 to 8, at the Makawal Union Church. If you're interested, this could be a life-changing, I think, a very life-changing situation and talk. And Sunday, again, spiritual partnership. This is so important for this day and age. This is huge. And I love that term. It could change your life when you start to think of yes. the people you love as spiritual partners. Now, to be specific, you can change your life if you resonate with that idea and you take the time to start to consider it. The idea won't change you, but you will change you, and you start that process by recognizing what is meaningful to you and putting your attention there for a while and seeing what you find. Thank you. Call 633-2770 to register, 633-2770. There will also be food and dining available um, by a wonderful group, Maui Island Fresh Maui, and you can register by going to maui-yoga.com. I, I could talk to you for hours. Oh. We only yes. have a minute left. What could you say in a minute that's important um, that you would like to say about your path? 
Well, I'm not seeking enlightenment. I'm doing my best to be a little kinder (laughs) when I I feel my heart harden or when I make a judgment, Mm. when I judge someone. And I'm I'm really trying hard to be generous, a little more generous Mm. um, when I feel like hoarding or when I feel that I'm insecure. So I've, I've come a long way in that. If I ever get to enlightenment, I'll let you know what it feels like. <laughs> but I haven't the slightest idea. But I, well, that's not right. I have a slight idea. Yes. I think there's a tremendous experience of oneness, of joy, of love, of compassion without any of those labels. It's just being in a wonderful, miraculous world and understanding that you are a miracle in a miraculous, <laughs> wonderful world. That's my s- suspicion. Well, I think your suspicion is beautiful. I'm continuing on, even though the radio show may not. You can still go Facebook Live at Cindy Paulus, and um, I'm going to share this recording as well later. Great. But because I do think what you're saying is is really very, very important, and I think it's very life-changing for a lot of people because I kind of sense there's this, I don't want. Oh, I don't know if I want to, use the word battle or war but there's definitely a clutching and a, a misunderstanding and, and a, 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 a angst going on between the old way and the new way mm. and I see it in I see it in politics I see it in the world I see it in the news I see it in relationships I see it in work I see it in what's going on with the women's new equality movement I'm seeing all this and a lot of people are kind of left scratching their heads mm-hmm. and I think what you're talking about explains it very beautifully, um, and could really give insight to people to say, oh, oh, aha, okay, well, this is just part of the natural progression to where we've been aiming to go. If you choose. Mm -hmm. I would say you, we, all of us, are standing with one foot in one world and another foot in another. We're in a time of transition. Part of us has one foot in the world of the old consciousness, and it's powerful, and it demands things, and it calls to us. And the other foot is in the new consciousness, and it beckons. It calls to us in another way. It calls to the heart. Mm-hmm. And that is the choice that you must make. Not a grand, I do it, I love, I'm in the new world, but I'll be a little kinder right now. Uh-huh. I'm going to remember, that's where the new consciousness is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to listen when I would otherwise have been preoccupied. So it's choice that makes the difference in your life, and you're the only one that can make a choice, that choice. Yes, but also it's so encouraging to hear you both say how beautifully you you support each other in those choices. And that's important too, Cindy. You're right. Absolutely. And do you also push each other's buttons without even realizing that you were teaching them by pushing their buttons? Oh, of course, of course. Sometimes um, if Gary says something... I'll think that he's saying it because a a fear-based part of my personality becomes active, and I think that he meant it in a different way than he actually said it. And so then I need to look, oh, I had the reaction, so it has to do with me. And that's, that's okay, you know, it's because that's, I get to learn about myself. So this, so this path, I think what happens is when we're working on together, when we're working together as spiritual partners, what happens is we get to really, um, see that it's okay that we have fear-based parts. It's all right. We don't have to act on them, and we can support each other. And it makes it much more joyous that way than instead of 
hiding it and pretending like I don't have this going on, instead saying it and saying, I don't want to act from this place. So I, I'm going to share about it so that I don't do that and act in a loving way instead. And when we all do that together, what a difference that makes. What a difference. In a spiritual partnership. Now, you know, in marriage, as they say, till death do you part. It sounds like in a spiritual partnership, if we really take it to the next step and level, there probably may no may not be till death do we part because the soul of course lives forever have you ever talked and thought with each other what would happen because oh, cool. you're so completely close in it and attuned i'm kind of wondering what would happen well i mean of course we we have talked about that in fact when i read the seed of the soul and gary one of the things gary said when i first read it was spiritual partners only stay together if they're growing together and i remember reading that and having resistance. So in other words, I had fear-based parts that came up. But as I began to see what spiritual partnership was, I realized the most important thing is that is my commitment to my spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. That is the most important thing. And from there, everything changes. So I so what will happen if, if Gary and I were no longer spiritual partners? I, I don't know, but I trust the universe is is supporting is supporting us all the time. And I I really know that Gary has, uh, from all these years, I know he has a complete commitment to his spiritual growth. I know I do. I have the deepest commitment I could possibly have to my growth. I just keep going deeper and deeper. And so I don't worry about what will happen if we're not together. I mean, that's that. I mean, someday we won't be because we'll leave the earth school. Mm -hmm. But we're always together as souls. So mm -hmm. that doesn't really... Um, then, then there is, at that point, oh, excuse me, then that would take away the uh, death to your part because there is yes. no yes. no death. And you have this non. Do you have nonverbal communication that's been established through these years of having these connections with meditation and the soul? Do you kind of just get to the point where you don't have to have so many conversations? Mm -hmm. Do you just kind of have these other levels of con consciousness? Well, it's always good to check things out I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, see, <laughs> and see what Linda will ask. What my intention is if she's not sure, and that's to assist me. Mm -hmm. Because there's only two intentions, love and fear. Mm -hmm. And if your intention comes from a, a love, then you'll create constructive consequences. And the opposite, if it comes from fear, you'll create destructive and painful consequences. So a spiritual partner, when a spiritual partner asks what your intention is, is not to criticize or judge. Mm -hmm. It's, in this case, is to support me. Because she knows that if, that if I was in a frightened part of my personality, the only one that can get me out of it they can choose otherwise. They can make a responsible choice and create otherwise is I. So in kind of winding it up, and it's a difficult conversation to wind up because it, it's so, it is enlightening, <laughs> even though you say you're not, there's so much light that shines that's yeah. in light. So I'll, I'll call it in light yes. it, with an I and, uh, rather than E and, um, to take it to that yeah. level. But, but there is um, so much to be taught, and you call yourself a teacher, and we were talking about this a little bit before we began the show. You call yourself a teacher. I have to question, okay, when you get to the point where you're teaching, and I, I assume because you've done so well and you, you've been blessed to help so many people that you probably aren't, you know, I, I, I knew from your words you weren't driven by money. But at some point you go, okay, th at this point your, your intention is teaching. Do you ever say, okay, enough, I, I'm going to retire, uh, I've done it, or are you just in this path, are you always going to be teaching? Is that something that, it sounds like it's a lifetime journey. <laughs> well, I love it. It gives me meaning, sharing the things that we're sharing with you and with the people 
on Facebook and the people that are listening to uh, KAOI. Um, why would I stop that? <laughs> why, why would I possibly stop? Why would it, you, you, why would anyone stop something that's giving you meaning, that's giving you fulfillment, that you don't feel attached to the outcome of it? It's just the joy of giving it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, I appreciate your saying that I've been successful, but I think uh, you know, uh, there, there came from the new consciousness good, bad, old, young, success, failure are not useful terms. Mm. There's cause and there's effect. Mm-hmm. I like to choose effects that will create the causes that I want. Intentions are the causes, love and fear. When I choose intentions of love, they create effects of love, mm-hmm. constructive, healthy, grounding, blissful experiences. And sharing everything that I share, which does not come from me, by the way. This mm-hmm. all belongs to the universe. Mm-hmm. That is a satisfying thing. And I wish with all my heart for everyone who's listening to us that you find in your life, and this will require some experimentation, it may, what gives you real joyful satisfaction, what makes you um, what other people would call generous or kind or caring or paying attention to the details of love because that's where I found the meaning is and or I'm on the direction I'm on that I'm going in that direction now and I don't see why I would ever stop mm-hmm. I I can't I mean I'm here this is why I'm here right. <laughs> this is what I'm born to do so mm-hmm. I I don't I mean retirement doesn't even mm-hmm. seem like a word that I can relate to at all because all I want to do is is um love, learn about myself, and support other people, and have them support me. I mean, that's really what Mm -hmm. is the most important. And Mm -hmm. I know that this life isn't so easy, because we came here to learn about fearful parts, and we came here to to choose our loving parts, and sometimes it gets kind of messy, you know, and we need each other, support each other. So I, I'm just so grateful to be doing doing this work uh, with, with all and being on the show with all of you, and um, just it's really lovely. It's, we're, pla- we're planting seeds all the time. There's so many beautiful seeds. Ex- if we have time, yes. I can give you an example of following meaning that's not really metaphysical, although I've never understood it. I first came to Maui in 1990 and in the next following 28 years I've been here maybe 35 or 38 times wow yes why is that (laughs) I cannot tell you Mm -hmm. if I try I would say it's Maui is it Pele is it Maui is it the mountains is it the ocean is it the whales is it the Aina it is Maui I've given up trying to understand it so we come again and again. There's more concrete. There's more asphalt. There's more cars. There's less color in the clothing. Mm-hmm. But the energy of Maui mm. hasn't changed. The soul and it, and of Maui. It, yeah. Yes. And it keeps pulling me and Linda 2,000 yeah. miles across an ocean Yay. just to be here again and well, again. Well, I have again. to say what a blessing that is mm-hmm. because, again, you don't have to be doing this. You're doing this because it's your intention and your teaching. And we are so fortunate and blessed to be able to have you here. I've known your name for years, ever since I first heard about you, and I've never had a chance to meet you. And I have to say, um, you didn't have to come in. You could have just called. It took you more time out of your time here. And um, I have to say I'm very, very impressed and touched. And, and I love your message, and I, you are more than what um, you are in, in the book. 
you both, you know, you're 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 really are truly teachers, and um, I really love your messages. It is from the heart and soul. And well, folks, hello, Cindy. Well, I mean it, yeah. and it's such a blessing to know you. You can go to the talk tomorrow night, Saturday, February 10th, from 6 to 8, Living Courageously at Makawa Union Church. You can do the Sunday workshop from 1 to 5 at Maui Yoga Shala, 381 Baldwin Avenue in Paia. You can uh, call 633-2770, 633-2770. And you can go to Maui-Yoga for um, Maui-Yoga.com, Maui-Yoga.com. For more information, it's really, um, it's just really, truly wonderful to meet both of you and to see such great work and teachings um, being shared. Um, and it's really, truly an honor to know both of you. Uh-huh. So thank you so much for your time and your work and your energy and your life-changing messages. Aloha. 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 <laughs> Well, we took you a little longer. 